Welcome to Money in the Air, the music podcast about neighboring rights, the royalties you earn from the public performance of your recordings and the business of music in general. Brought to you by IFR, the International Association for Artists and Rights Holders. I'm Andrew, a royalty consultant helping artists to collect on their value. Hi, I'm Gina Deacon. I work for Absolute Rights Management and I work with record labels and artists to ensure we claim the royalty income due to them. I'm Stacey Haber and I'm from Inside Baseball Music Publishing. Welcome back to Money in the Air, the Neighboring Rights Podcast brought to you by IFR. Today we're going to ask the question, do I need a representative or can I do it myself? Speaking as someone who manages artists and we do not have a representative, the answer is you can do it yourself. Should you do it yourself? That's the right question. I'll kick us off by saying my emerging artists, their catalogs are smaller. I want my guys to understand the business. So I make them do it themselves. I make them do the registrations. I make them understand where their money's coming from, how they're earning it. And then when their catalogs grow, I would advise them to get a representative. I think it's the balance between having enough time to create, which is what gets you the royalty, and giving up the money to facilitate that time, the percentage that the rep gets. I have with me all these reps. Guys, chime in. Tell us what you think. Somebody once said to me, well, actually more than one person has said to me, I'd rather pay you a percentage to find me some royalty income than not receive any because I haven't done it myself. I've been in that same situation where they're like, they've given it a go in earnest, but they're like, they just get quite befuddled. It's time consuming, isn't it? It's very data heavy. It's very research heavy as well. And you've got to keep good logs and trackers and spreadsheets up to date. And yeah, it's, it can be a part-time job, I'd say. A lot of musicians right now don't have that kind of spare time or the luxury of time because they're, they're thinking, right, I can't gig, so I'm just going to create, create, release, release, and they do their own PR and marketing. And, and the other side of it is once the catalogue starts to grow, there are so many things to look out for that representatives will be aware of and, and know how to source that additional income for you. It's, it's basically, it's a management representative. It's like a portfolio service that we offer for you that representatives offer rather that we will take hold of your entire repertoire we will catalogue it we will service it to the absolute best that we can we'll identify the fact that yes perhaps you should be creating accounts directly with international societies now that can be a chore in itself to actually go to each collection management organisation and set up an account with them and then have to make your claims you're not just necessarily going to do it once with the organization on your home territory you're going to if your repertoire is is of a size brings in a certain amount of income that it's it's worthwhile you doing this with all the different organizations so you're not just going to be doing this once you're going to be doing it 10 times 15 times 20 times they've all got different requirements they've all got different times of the year that they want this data they've all got different processes that they want this data so yes again the answer is you can do it yourself but do you want to do it that many times over or do you want to leave it with one collection side society in your home territory and perhaps not get the amount of income that you could have got by going to a representative the interesting thing in the fairness of full disclosure is i have many artists who have representatives their catalogs are large their usage is large and they are just not admin oriented they're all older and they just couldn't 
do it. They could not do it themselves. Once they got a representative, their income ballooned. It's worth it for them. It's definitely made it a viable income source when all others dried up. Absolutely, you can, but should you? Again, sometimes the answer is yes, sometimes no. What is generally the split? Because generally a lot of our clients here in the U.S. just go with the international mandate with Sound Exchange and trust that that is the way to go. So they don't necessarily even pursue representative unless that they're large enough to be aware of neighboring rights, then they would elect for one. What is the technical split? I know that you mentioned time, but is there a point where your layman's musician will not be able to do administration themselves? Gina touched upon earlier, it's when you want to go direct with several overseas CMOs, because that is very effective. You will you will maximize your income, you'll bypass commissions. So rather than doing sound exchange for the world, you know, you're going to do sound exchange regionally, then you go to PPL if you can, and then AIE, GBL, Playwright, etc. Each society has their own portal or spreadsheet repertoire template, and there's no consistency. They're all different, and it is a bit of a headache calendar during all the deadlines and then the way they distribute as well is great because they'll, they'll get money left, right and centre. A lot of their statements to the layman don't actually make much sense but the, the representative or agent could look at that and be like this is what it means and they tend to break it down and simplify it and kind of translate it. For example, Hungary's statements from EGI just wild. Can I break down what Tanya just said for our audience? You'll want to go direct in certain territories because you have a large fan base there or large usage base. What she said about the commission. So when, say, Hungary pays the UK, the commission comes off and then the UK takes a commission as well. So you're double paying. So by going direct, that's how you're saving the commission on what might be a large market. Of course, we don't speak Hungarian. I can't register you directly with them. Neither can you, my artist. You need someone who specializes in it and who can. We're talking about time in exchange for commission fees. Do we know, give or take, like what are the commission fees percentage-wise for representatives? Is it 10, 15, 20? 25% of, of income? It totally varies from representative to representative. Everybody will have their own rate. And I would suggest that you just approach a representative who will discuss the catalogue with you. And then from that, establish how they can work and, and what rate they can offer you. Yeah. yeah, I like that idea of looking into a specific country where you have a lot of fans. Mm. Because then a lot more worthwhile to go direct because you're really maximizing on your time that you're spending to get to know that collection society, what the rules are, how to do proper administration. Otherwise, you might be going direct in a country where the benefit does not outweigh the time that you're putting in. Even if you are going to get representative, there is work for you to do. You have to compile your ISRC numbers. You have to compile the titles and the releases, the dates. So don't think that somebody's going to go and find that out for you. You you have to tell the agent what you have so they could maximize your income. Or some representatives do it for you. Some representatives will do that research because they can start off with the basic information that they're given, but know and have the tools to know and source all the variations because quite often there are additional recordings that the artist isn't necessarily aware of. If the original recordings were released, in the 60s, 70s, even the 80s, and have then been remastered, they are quite often aren't aware of that, so won't know the codes. We know how to source them. Representatives know where to look. Titles aren't necessarily input correctly, that the artist's names aren't necessarily input correctly. 
all the different nuances, all the variations that they can look for, they will come up with every single piece of repertoire that you should be claimed on. It's quite frightening how those variations can also get broken down or lost in translation, shall I say, with other international collection societies. I've seen some very, very interesting variations. We have an artist who features on some Ed Sheeran tracks and in one collection society, Shape of You was registered as Shape on You. If you're with a collection society and you're just typing in Shape of You, you're going to miss the shape on you. You're going to miss the shape of water. But somebody um, who's experienced knows to try the variants of the artist's name and variants of the title name as well. So yeah, it isn't just a case of they'll go with what they're given. They'll think outside the box and they'll go and look. Yeah, it's it's rife with typos, this income stream. Also, like you were saying, sometimes the artist's name is kind of back to front. A lot of labels like to register the surname, comma, the first name or their legal birth name. So the income implications of having the wrong spelling of shape on you versus shape of you. The reason why this is important is because of the claiming process. So if you're not claiming shape of you, but the income is getting matched to shape on you, then that's an issue and you're leaving that money on the table. Yeah, exactly. Um, so here's a good example. Lana Del Rey, her real name is Elizabeth Grant. There will be CMOs around the world that kind of registered Summertime Sadness under Elizabeth Grant. But if you were the session player on that track playing keys or synth, you, you wouldn't look for Elizabeth Grant. You just wouldn't. Yeah, you wouldn't. You might not even know her actual real name. You might think, oh, her name's so lovely and exotic, but it's not her name. Yeah, so that's it. Reps are constantly flipping the names around and factoring in typos. And the composer's name will show up rather than the artist's name. And that's kind of a whole other Oh, definitely. So yes, yeah, you wouldn't know. You, you don't necessarily know what the code is. The title could be put in into various different ways. And if the composer name or I've seen the conductor name be entered, how on earth are you going to find that recording? But, but you can, and trust me, I have. It's a continuing care, if you like, because it's in your interest and it's in the representative's interest to make sure that they are aware of absolutely everything. Thanks for listening. If you have further questions, email us, info at ifr.co.uk, or better yet, become a member. Join us, www.iafar.co.uk.